Welcome to the Heavy Snacking Podcast. This week our guest is Avery Springer and Retirement Party. For every day that I spend here, there's a deeper thirst for wild soda. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Heavy Snacking Podcast. It's been a few weeks since I had an episode, but I'm so glad to be back. July's been a wild month, and I need some extra time off with my birthday and a trip to Chicago last weekend. And speaking of Chicago, my guest this week is Avery Springer of the Chicagoland band, Retirement Party. So without further ado, the Heavy Snacking Podcast is an interview podcast where we talk to touring musicians about their musical history, traveling, regional cuisine, and of course, snacks. We're exploring the wild world of fast food, gas station delicacies, and local chains from around the country. I'm your host, Alex Posca, sparkling water connoisseur, pizza fiend, and Del Taco diehard. Every week, I'm talking to friends, new and old, about their favorite foods, best meals, and wild adventures on the road. I think y'all are really going to enjoy this episode. We have tons of recommendations and some great tips for other touring bands. A majority of this episode is snack chat, and we even talk about weed for a while. I'm so glad I got to sit down with the gang before their gig at Rift Mountain, and I hope y'all sit down and listen to the whole thing. If you're new, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Heavy Snacking PC, and you can check out our interactive map with all the restaurants discussed on the show. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page. You can also email me at heavysnackingpodcast at gmail.com. As always, thanks to Ihi for letting us use their song in the intro. Big old sound, the, half snack. the Heavy Snacking Podcast is brought to you by Pacific Nature. Broadcasting from Orange County, California. This week, I talked to Avery Springer from Retirement Party and Elton John Cena. We discuss her early musical history, relocating and integrating into the Chicago scene, as well as figuring out where your writing fits and adapting to the touring life. We are joined in the second half by her bandmates, James, Nick, and Eddie. They give us tips about buying groceries on the road, keeping your cooler clean, and we have a 420-friendly pot chat about legal marijuana, a first on the show. Please enjoy.
way I kind of start them all off is how did you first start playing instruments and when did you first start playing like guitar and writing music? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I was the only one of my siblings. I have two siblings really close in age with me. Um, I was the only one actually of the three of us who didn't play instruments early on as a kid. I was the sports one. I did all that. and like So they got enrolled in Wait, piano. What sports did you play? I played, sof- the, I played softball religiously. Like I was, you know, I don't want to say, but I, I was pretty good at it. Um, I played that all throughout childhood and, and then like did volleyball, basketball, some other things. Um, but so while I was doing those, my siblings were taking like piano lessons, doing things like that. But I finally around like 12 or 13 convinced my mom to like get me a guitar and, you know, buy me a lesson or two and. Well, I actually had to buy the guitar. She'd pay for the lessons. It was that it was that deal because they're like, you're not going to stick with it. You're going to get tired oh. of this. But so just started doing that and kind of never stopped and eventually quit sports to do music all the time. And Same here. Now it's yep. never just keeps accelerating. And I'm like, oh, no. When? Yeah, you got in too deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling. I grew up playing ice hockey. OK, yeah. And I did that from when I was like five until I was doing like that graduating in, high in school. In Southern California? Hockey got really big here in that time. There's a bunch of players from Southern California in the NHL now. And like yeah. kids I played with or kids I refereed because I also mm-hmm. refereed when I was younger to like make money. Right. And uh, yeah, I gave the refereeing up, the ice hockey up mm-hmm. for like orchestra <laughs> and like that kind of stuff in high school. Yeah. So were you playing in like school groups in high school or were you starting to form your own band? No, I, I didn't. Um, I, I kind of started to form I formed my or I joined my first band when I was 16. I was the oldest one in the band. We were called Reptar on Ice. Oh, wow. What a great um, name. When I joined <laughs> was when we started writing originals. So it, oh. it went from being like, let's just get together and play like whatever covers yeah, yeah, we yeah. want to do to be like, okay, let's write our songs. They were all like more talented than me. Maybe they just let me in because I could drive, but I don't, hey. I don't know. No, but um, did that. And that was like my first experience with just like, being figuring out how to be in a band like not only like write songs and play my instrument and play with other people but like booking shows and you know booking studio time and you know doing all of like the logistics stuff because that was 100 percent on me so were you like booking your own shows for the band yeah around that time mm-hmm. was there like a local like coffee shop or something that it, like, it was every, yeah like the bfw hall or like yeah and of course we did like a one like pay to play show because yep. everyone's yep, got to make that too. mistake once you know and then i was the only one of my group of friends of my young naive musician group of friends that was like hey guys maybe we shouldn't do this anymore because these suck do you see everything that's wrong with this? No one else really like listened then. I was like, yeah. okay, okay, that's fine. The last time we finally did it, we were like, okay, we're going to get to play Chain Reaction. That's like one of those like <laughs> goals you have in high school. Yeah. We know pay to play is super dumb at this point. We'd already like started like trying to get in like to DIY shows and we mm-hmm. would go like to like, we drive like 50, 60 miles to the Shea Cafe to like play the Shea Cafe. Yeah. But we went through that as well. Everyone does. It's just some get out of it sooner than others. And the high school band always has to have a really good name. Reptar on Ice is insane. Thank that's you. a really Thank great you. name. Thank Our you. band was called the Paper Orchestra. Okay, yep, that's that's another... <laughs> we had cello player in the <laughs> yeah, band, yeah. so it made Sick. a lot of sense. Oh, So were you kind of doing solo stuff as well on your own? Because I know like when I was in high school, we mm-hmm. had like the big band that we were all playing in, but like I also did solo stuff. I didn't start doing solo stuff until I quit Reptar on Ice because of creative differences. I did a lot of the, I did most of the songwriting 
And one day, like, I showed them a song, and then they were kind of like, hey, so I think we want to shift away from this sound. And I'm like, well, I, I can, I, this is what I write. And so then we decided to part ways. But that's when I started being like, I don't need bandmates. Like, I'm just going to do my solo thing. So, like, I had this weird garage band solo or full band project yes. that, like, one of my former guitar instructors, like, programmed really, like, like did a good job programming drums for because I didn't like pay for studio time. You know, I yeah. didn't do anything. He's like, Hey, I can help you with Garage this. band was so important mm -hmm. to like that, like era of like, I want to self record. Mm -hmm. I don't have a band, but like, I need to keep creating. Like yeah. I went through one of those phases as well, where it's just yep. like in the dorm room, like using garage band to do everything. I'm really happy that I did because, uh, I mean, like I still, I don't consider myself, at any like be able to record myself in any capacity or like know anything about audio engineering but like going through the process of both recording myself and kind of having to figure things out with that as well as like having to write all the other parts besides drums and like mm -hmm. doing a bunch of like that was the project for me you know it took pro probably from the time that I started writing the songs to finish recording Probably took me about six months. It was only like five songs, but like you know the yeah. whole the whole process that yeah. that was really important for me as like a you know seventeen year old kid. Oh yeah, you learn how like the bass fits in and yeah. matches with the kick drum, mm -hmm. and like how to use a mic and get closer and further from it, and yep. like you realize there's easier ways to do things. Mm -hmm. I was actually it, it was really funny. I I was recording the vocals for it. That was the last thing I had to do, and I actually I got strep and mono at the <sighs> same time. The whole last four months of recording were me having strep and mono. And so, like, I didn't really go to school. That's how, like, sick I was. Oh. And everything was done except for the vocals. And at one point, I'm just like, fuck it. This is going to sound terrible. And so you can, like, hear it in the recording. Um, like, you can oh. just hear how nasally and gross and, like, my th like it is 100% visible that I was, like, just like, fuck it. Like, I just am going to record this now. Oh, I'm tired yeah. of waiting. Yep. There's like something to home recording where even if you're like doing it really bad, <laughs> if it feels right, like even if it's that first take, you just keep it. Like I oh, do oh, like yeah. weird covers of like my friend's bands mm -hmm. and like I'll do the scratch vocals and then I go back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to replace them and do harmonies. And I just don't want to <laughs> replace them. And so I just stack the harmonies on yeah. them. And it's like, oh, it sounds <laughs> yeah. okay now. Yeah. Oh. So when did you start making, like, Elton John Cena, like, an official thing? Yeah, that didn't become official until uh, it was summer of 2016. I actually, the past school year, so this this is one of my favorite stories to tell. I, I was in this um, this class at my high school, a new class called Innovations. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, it was basically this thing for the kids that, I mean, like, most high schoolers, especially ones that took this, like shouldn't have like been in that class or anything, but it's like a loose structured, like work on your own project type thing. Perfect for me. I pursued like five different things. I like made a clothing brand, like DIY did all, like it was just my like dream class. Cause I didn't have to, like I just got to do shit on my own. Um, but one of my projects, there was like a really good violinist who was also like trying to do stuff. And I was like, Hey, let's collab. Oh yeah. And so I got my acoustic <laughs> guitar out and like, and, uh, I had these two songs written. And I was like, would love to have, uh, some violin on it. So we did that. And because I was able to put it under that class, um, I was able to get funding for recording. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I, we went and recorded these two songs 
and I just sat on them forever. And then I was high on a train uh, to Kenosha, Wisconsin, and oh I was like, "Oh my god, I need to make another band because I just came up with the name Elton John Cena." Like I was like, "Holy shit!" And so I was like, "Cool." Like a couple days later, like I uploaded those two tracks. I was like, "Perfect." Like there we go. I can just do that. And so, yeah. You were originally in like the Detroit area and yes. relocated to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Why did you end up going to Chicago? Um, I went there, the overarching, what I tell my family and parents and everyone, and like a big reason was for school. Um, I was going to, or I'm going, I'm still going still to Columbia school, okay. College, Chicago. And so, yeah, like the move was because of school. I moved there before I even started, like, and I was working full time. Yeah, so school was the reason, but there was a lot more than that behind, you know, getting out and moving there. So then what were you doing in that time before you actually started school? What's the full-time job? Um, do you still I, work that I, yeah, same job? Yeah, I still do it. They're angels and let me go on tour, at least for now. Dang. Yeah. Well, what kind of job is it? Um, it, I am a customer service rep for a really small insurance agency. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I like sit on the phones and I explain insurance to people, which <laughs> sucks. Um, it, it is, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they were able to, I was able to move out two weeks after I graduated from high school and like sustained myself off Whoa, of it. That's so, impressive. Uh, you know, I can't complain. And it let me move to the city and like meet all these people. I don't know if I would have, if I, you know, hadn't moved as early as I did, I didn't, I don't know if I would have met like my bandmates and all that stuff. So did you already know people before no. you moved to Chicago? Mm-mm. No. So, so you like moved to the city. What part of the city did you like live in when you first moved there? So when moved I first there? moved there, um, I got a really short notice before moving. So like my parents and I were scrambling to like sublease for a couple months from someone. And they're like, okay, I know Lincoln Park is a safe neighborhood. <laughs> so we're going to find you a place there that you can afford. And we somehow ended up finding it. Jeez. So for three months I lived uh, in Lincoln Park, moved downtown, lived in the dorms for, you know, a year. Cause had to, had to do that. And, um, and then now I live in Logan square Oh, okay. there for a little over a year now. And that's kind of on the northwestish side where lots of venues oh, yeah. are, mm-hmm. lots of stuff's happening. Is Wicker Park on that part, that yeah. side of town? Okay, yeah, it's cool. pretty close. I love Chicago. It's like such a great town. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great. So place. how did you end up like meeting people then? Because like, they're all pretty like talented people you're playing yeah. with. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> no, um, I just started showing up to shows. I was like, I, well, I you know, like since where? I didn't know anyone, um, I, I especially went to Sub T Subterranean. Um, because oh, okay. it's an all ages venue. It's one of the only ones in the city and they're, you know, consistently putting on kind of the smaller, like the, first of all, like really good local bills. Um, and, but also like, you know, they'll bring the out of towners in kind of the smaller like level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a lot like, of people you know, like we know, yeah, play it's there. The per- yeah, it's the perfect venue for that scene. And so I just kind of went to everything because I was doing not since I didn't know anyone I wasn't doing anything but working and so all my evenings were free. I were did, there like, any like house shows or like DIY spaces I, I you like went to? Did you have like those. a bad experience or something at no, one of them? Because that happens to people sometimes. They yeah. move to a new city and you have like awkward experience. To be honest, Chicago is such a big city for music, and like I've been to a couple house shows, especially now. Like when I the, that first summer I went to a couple, but the the house show scene is very different. Even from like the small scale local venue type scene, like it's yeah. it's bizarre. Um, I just wasn't finding a lot of bills that I, you know, all the bands I wanted to see most of the time were playing other places, were playing in venues, and some of them still or, or like more DIY art space type things. 
um, there's this cool space in Avondale called Ox Arts Center. Um, it's just, they throw on good shows and the bills are always like flawless whenever, huh. you know, I get to go to that. But, um, most of the, you know, I owe a lot of it to sub T that was the big venue. Did you meet people at the shows? Wait, were these guys at those shows? Well, Nick actually, our guitarist, um, he is the main sound engineer downstairs at Sub-T. Oh, so him okay, and I cool. like met through that, our one mutual friend. So I did know one person before I moved to Chicago, <laughs> but he didn't move there until two weeks after me. Um, but he knew a couple more people. So <laughs> waited for him to come. And then, um, but he's like, you know, he played bass. I play guitar. He's our old bassist. And, you know, he's like, I think I know someone that wants to play lead guitar and something maybe. And so that was Nick. Um, so like one time I'm like, sit, I got to sub to you way too early at a show and I'm just sitting there and like Nick comes up to me. He's like, Hey, I think, uh, Kevin was, you know, talking about like, you know, me playing lead guitar in a band. Like I'm Nick. Like, uh, it was like, cool. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So oh we just God. became friends through that. And the same thing happened after we jammed. It's like, we need a drummer. And Nick's like, I think, I think I know someone. It's good James. Yeah. And so the it's next day it's just this guy, that comes, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it just kind of happened like that. Um, just kind of met people through just showing up a lot. Did you have any like bands who kind of became like your buddy bands in the city? Like people whose like crews you'd like show up and hang out with or like bands you would go see a lot that were like local bands? Yeah, definitely. I mean like the Rat Boys crew. Mm. They're super cool so from bad. like day one. They've had yeah. me kind of under their wing and like no. a lot of the <sighs> people in that like dowsing Eric Dowsing. is kind of the same thing okay. for me. And like, you know, a lot of those those people, um, you know, one of my favorite musicians and friends who recorded our first EP, Seth Engel, he's got oh, Project wow. Options yeah. and he's in he plays in a bunch of other Do stuff. Do you play too. in Namdi's band yeah. too? Yep. Yeah, he's, Namdi's he's super drum- good as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's exactly. some great Chicago so, people. This yeah. is kind of just like the it's Chicago just, name drop section. Yeah. This is where <laughs> I, I name drop that. every yeah. I love doing that. Just so people know like there's all these other people in great local scenes like all around the country to check out. And if people aren't like shouting their names out, no one's gonna go check them out. Yeah, so this no, is why like every time I interview someone, if I know like some people from where they're from, I'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh, you've heard this person, right? Oh, like yeah. I love doing that. No, but like, sometimes I feel like I take for granted how awesome Chicago music is and how many just great musicians there are in this like there's so many. Oh yeah. It's Most definitely. Super cool. So when did you start getting out on tour? Is that something that happened after you put out the first Retirement Party EP, or did you tour before that with anything else? Yeah, so it was uh, after... We didn't even play our first show until our EP was out. Um, That was kind of the direction we took with it. We played... uh, After the first time we jammed together, it was like, cool, I already booked a recording time for a month later. Like, we're going to do this. (laughs) Yeah, and so, like, we record that, and then we put it out, and then um, put it out... January 1st, 2017. Played our first show at the end of January and then went on tour in March of 2017. Okay, yeah, because I that saw you at South by, by that Southwest. Our, our first out-of-town show was in Austin for South by. Okay. We, had, we had secured two showcases, and so that was enough for our band to be like, well, all right, let's do yep. that, and let's tour back. Same thing for and the band so I was with. They had one showcase. we drove straight to Austin, and it was like, Cool. We're doing this. And like we went back this year and it was a lot better. We played oh, yeah. six showcases opposed to two. But yeah, it was kind of kind of a ballsy move that somehow didn't screw us over. So how long were you out for that tour to South by and back? That one was just like ten days. We were only in Austin, I think, for two, maybe three um days. But 
Yeah, that was a 10-day tour since I was still in school, and I had a midterm, like, right before we had to leave. So they picked me basically up from class, and then we drove 20 hours straight to Austin. Um, Classic. Yeah. So first drive is a tour, you know, of a tour that I've been on was 20 hours from Chicago to Austin. Wow. Oh, that's straight shot life. That's hard. (laughs) That South by, we went from Austin straight back to Southern California. And, like, because the drive was so long, we literally did fit in, like, a nighttime show and left after that show to keep driving. Wow. That stuff is crazy. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not a fan of overnight drives anymore. I know some people, like, really like to do that. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Do you guys do overnight drives? We, we used to do it a lot more when we didn't have places to stay after shows. It was like, mm-hmm. well, it's either this or a hot Walmart parking lot, so... <laughs> Let's just drive. Um, we occasionally, we've done one, we did one of those this tour from Salt Lake City to Seattle. That was our mm-hmm. big overnight drive. But we don't yeah. do those much anymore. Um, do you like driving? Are you just down to sit behind the wheel for hours? I'm not as much. I'm the third. So we've got, you know, <laughs> in the tier four people, I'm number three. And the fourth person doesn't have a license. So oh. they can't, like, they can't drive. Um, so who's number one? Number one? Ooh, I don't know. Okay, so one and so two. I, they're over there. And I don't know if they can hear me or not. I, I don't will. know. So James, it's James's van. James oh, okay. is really good at driving it. He can drive for long times. But I think Nick is more of the powered like driver. Like okay. he's the one that'll sit behind the wheel and do nine hours. Like <sighs> he did mm. that. I he Shout did about about eight or nine from Salt Lake City to Seattle, <sighs> and it was a twelve hour drive. Mm. But you know, everyone those those two do most of it. I do a little bit. I'm a little bit, I'm not as confident of a driver, (laughs) but I do fine. I do fine. So when you've been out on the road, what are some of the things that you enjoy and have kept you going back? Because it seems like you're taking off as much time as you can Mm -hmm. to maximize your touring. For sure. And you guys are a pretty new band. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely done as much touring as we possibly can kind of up to this point and as we're you know we're going to continue kind of doing that i think it just has to do with uh you know the people and the places that we go like before i ever left for tour i would have had no idea that denton texas would be one of my favorite places to go to and have some of my favorite Mm -hmm. and most kind people that i've ever met same with hattiesburg mississippi really We've, we've played there twice now no and way. it's so cool. it's this really fun scene that just everyone is like super into stuff and they they get down the kids have fun and like just some really nice people and genuine people from there and it's like that that's the kind of shit that it's like okay cool yeah we're hitting Hattiesburg again we're you know it's like yeah sick we'll just do this again and you know we've got a place then in the south and it's and kind of, you know, this tour was like, cool, we finally get to go to places that we've never been as a band before. Like, so, so have, much uncharted territory. So have you been to the West Coast, even out, out like outside of the band before? Nope. First time. So what do you think of the West Coast? How you have you know, been enjoying it? Because you guys started at the top, and you're coming mm-hmm. down. I really like it. I'm a fan. Seattle and Portland, the Pacific Northwest, beautiful. And the we spent a couple perfect. days in Seattle um, just because we had shows fall through, and we did that overnight drive. You gotta so, spend time in the Northwest anyway. It's always good to have days off there, and the driving's oh yeah. still short. Yeah, and James' family is from there, so we had a place to stay, and like nice hospitality. A couple different showers we could use, but it was beautiful. <laughs> we we um, went like tubing on Lake Washington and got to do all that. But yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. And then California's been pretty cool. It was it was sick. Today was our day of swimming in the Pacific. We went mm. to some beach. We were driving Classic. down. 
one, whatever yeah, highway PCH, one. Pacific I don't, Coast Highway. Yes, that one. The iconic beautiful, one. Beautiful. Yeah. But at one point, we, we just saw all these cars parked on the highway, and we're like, so, and there's just beaches along, like, the whole thing, and we're mm-hmm. like, all right, so I guess once we find a parking spot, like, we'll just. Literally. Yeah. So we did that, and the waves are much cooler out in the Pacific than the Atlantic. The real waves? I fucked up my knee <laughs> today. It hurts. <laughs> Like it threw me so bad that yeah, my knee gotta, hit the thing. I was, the ocean's real as fuck. I feel kind of lame. Here. I'm like, I gotta go back to the Midwest now. The ocean's actually cold too, which is totally different than no, like it's the. Not. Oh really? You guys were having it some warm. It was so warm. Oh, that's Are you great. kidding me? Because most Midwest people complain that the Pacific Ocean's really cold, and I don't blame them because it's definitely colder it than like, it's colder where? than the Atlantic, like Lake Michigan. Like, jeez, yeah. it's <laughs> like a weird bath with like. Mm-hmm. Baby waves. <laughs> so I used to always go to Lake Michigan. My family would go to like the Indiana side, get away from you know Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I love the ocean, and it's always nice for Midwest and East Coast bands to like get to come out here mm-hmm. and to get to like experience it. Because like in Southern California, you're always gonna have a day off. It's hard to get shows in Southern California, mm-hmm. but there is like such cool stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you all are enjoying it. Yeah, thanks. How many weeks is this tour? Six. Six. So that's the longest you guys have gone. Yes. We, we've we done three before prior to this. That was our max. So we're kind of doubling that and running with it. It's been good so far. We just passed the month-long timestamp. Oh, stamp. yeah. Feel, so, feels good. So now it's kind of like... Yeah, I could just keep going for a while at this point. It doesn't yeah, feel like I, it doesn't yeah, feel like it, I, I mean, want it to it end. It definitely feels like that. I do like follow along the map, and I'm like, cool. Like once we hit Texas, like not to be like that's almost home because it's not. But I feel like I'm like, oh, so like that's like close. Like it does feel nice to kind of yeah. feel like you're on the home stretch. I guess. I felt like that when I got to Colorado, coming back mm-hmm. on like the first big East Coast tour I did last year. I was like, oh. <laughs> 30 days, we're in Colorado, we're buying legal weed again, and, like, we're only, like, two days away from home, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and y'all have but, that. But, like, that's actually really far. Like, that's yeah. almost oh, half the country still, right. you know? Like, oh, I'm still 20 hours but away, but... You get that tour bug, so you, like, mm-hmm. re- if you're feeling it, you want to go back out. You think you can do, like, month-long tours regularly? Oh. oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely regularly. But the cool thing, at least that I've experienced so far, is it's, like, I get really excited to go on a tour... And then I'm also excited to be back home because, like, I'm excited this time to, like, sit down and really write and, like, do all that stuff and, you know, feel a lot of creative energy. But then it's, like, sick. Yes, can't wait to get on the road again. And it's kind of, luckily, I'm I'm in a nice, like, getting yeah. stoked on everything. Like, cool. If I'm not on the road, I can write. If yeah. I'm on the road, I'm fucking on the road. Like, that's sick, you know. So are you going to be writing completely new material for another album or do you already have some stuff that's kind of like this is what I'm working on next and this is going to be the next thing for retirement party we don't necessarily have we have we've had a couple songs that we have jammed out um but writing for me is not linear at all um so I don't really know what's going to come next I've been doing a lot of retire or um Elton John Cena writing um so, and I actually just booked studio time for that. So there's a short release that will at least be recorded in the fall um, for that. And But I think I'm, like, going bigger with that. So some of my creative energies go in, like, that way. Um, I'm also excited to get home and, like, work a lot more on Retirement Party because haven't been feeling that quite as much. Like, you know, it, 
whatever I write, I write. And it's like, hopefully that's kind of coming next. Has the way you delineated what is Elton John Cena and what is Retirement Party changed in the last year, now that you guys have put out an album together and you seem to have a pretty consistent lineup? Yeah. um, I I definitely know, like, when I'm sitting down and, like, actually, like, halfway through writing the song, I know kind of which project it's going to, if it's going to one of those. Most of what I've written in the last year has not fit with either which is frustrating, but cool. But it, yeah, you know, it feels cool. good to be yeah. able to make the, you know, consistently. Dude, I put out a Vaporwave album this year and it, like, changed my creative <laughs> path totally. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's fun to just do that. So, um, hoping some things that I'll actually put out are coming next, but who fucking knows? Nice. Yeah. So, who did you record something literate with and how did you end up working with Counterintuitive to get it out there? Yeah, Somewhat Literate was recorded by our friend Adrian at his, um, Adrian Cobsyar at, um, I think that's how you pronounce it, at Wall of Sound Studios in Humboldt Park, Chicago. He's our good friend. Um, plays in a band called Dead Sun. It's really sick, but, um, yeah, we, he's a good friend, especially of Nick. And we talked, like, we knew as soon as, like, we knew that we were going to do a full length. We're like, all right, we're going to go to Adrian for it. Um, and it was a really good experience. He, as like a friend and also just a really good engineer, was able to, you know, help us make this loud record, make, you know, helped it become what it was for sure. Because we're, we were definitely trying to capture um, a certain feeling with it. And he was able to help us with Did that. Did he help beyond just like capturing a live band playing with like, editing songs or kind of like changing like tones or things like that lots of tone work um i call him tone wolf he calls me (laughs) tone cub it's this cute thing Um, (laughs) but um yeah so we spent a lot of time on tones the drums and bass were recorded live so um that that was cool we were able to do that part of it but then like spend a lot of time on guitars and tones for that and like you know you can probably tell on the record like the lead guitar work there's it's, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, well, Truck Stop Casino is my favorite song. And, like, yeah, the guitar tones and everything on that, when it gets mm-hmm. to, like, the noodly part, it's just like, bam. Mm. Yeah, that's the work of Nick and Adrian, best buds working together to, oh. like, get that that tone and all of that. Right. It, it was sick. That's awesome. And mm-hmm. so then how'd you start working with Counterintuitive? Yeah, so um, we met Jake when we did a couple days last summer with Toy Cars. Um, band from New Jersey. There are yeah, buds. Shout out to Love Mateo. Sh- shout out to Mateo. He Maddie D. Ha- he wished me a happy birthday. Oh, today. of course he did. Love you, Maddie D. If you're listening to this, um, he better. <laughs> he better. Yeah. Um, but they're playing here in September. Are they? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, they're coming out west. Yes. I don't know um, if we're supposed to announce that, but oops, I already did. No sorry. one listens, so it doesn't matter. Sorry, Maddie D. Um, now he has. To. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so they jumped on for, it ended up only being like three or four days of our uh, three-week tour last summer, but Jake came along to run merch for it, and like we met him and instantly like bonded, and you know, he really liked our band, and then we, we just became friends, and it was kind of like, when it time came, or when the time came to shop around the record, like we knew we were going to pitch it to Jake and do all of that, um, and then that quickly became like the, yep, this yeah. is the right option for sure. I got to ask about the shopping around thing. I have a label and mm-hmm. I work with bands and I know a lot of kids who are in bands who are like, oh yeah, we like got our album and it's like almost master. We're going to like send it to all these labels. So what was like your process of shopping around? Cause it, 
saying it's counterintuitive mm-hmm. of someone you're obviously very close with already. It's a little different than just soliciting, like yeah, the unknown. We, so we to did. Speak. We definitely didn't do a ton of like we were considering hiring someone to do the whole. Okay, like they, someone talked to us about wanting to show it to other labels, but it kind of came down to like labels that had shown interest in us prior to the record um, that we had like talked to. Um, there, there were some others there that like just obviously showed a little bit of interest in our band and like mm-hmm. we were kind of on like a first name basis with them. So we, we didn't pitch to a ton and like shop around everywhere, but it was more of like a cool, like, like well, these are the label or the labels are the people that like I would want to work with or seem interested in the band. Admire. And like some didn't, you know, some didn't reply or we never like got certain things from some of them. But, um, you know, there, there was like it, we had to make a choice, which is kind of cool. Uh, but counterintuitive was definitely the right choice. Oh, yeah. It's always good to work with your friends. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> 100%. You mentioned you have three CDs in the tour van. Bugazi, mm-hmm. Coltrane, and Death Cab for Cutie. Yes. What about each of those three records do you like and how are they kind of related to Retirement Party or like yourself personally? Okay, yeah. So none of the CDs are mine, but it definitely does like... That's like how you would describe us as a band um my favorite thing about the coltrane record and maybe it's not a favorite thing but um when we do put it on we kind of lose track of time and don't know how many times we've listened to it because you know it doesn't stop after the last song just keeps going and it's like have i heard this i don't know but it's sick it's nice like relaxing uh music for us um just kind of when we we get sick of listening to the same stuff for sure um, we listen to a lot of Death Cab, which is why the Death Cab fits mm. in there. Um, but that's Death Cab is our late night driving music. Like the which album? two in the well, we, we have plans in the van. Okay, you have plans. In the so van. we've listened to that a couple times. But when our tape to aux converter is working, um, we have other choices. Which we have gone through two of those so far this tour. We're on our third. We bought two at this last have you tried Walmart. A Bluetooth radio transmitter that's what i thought about it but they're so expensive see we spend five dollars on a tape converter or 60 on an fm transmitter okay oh i'm gonna give you guys the link and the tips (laughs) for the thing to use and buy because i have one in my car because my cd player broke and like that was a bummer this one works so great like oh i'll show it to you i've i've used it on other tours and like oh it's primo it's like 25 dollars on amazon okay okay that's good to know but Okay, Fugazi. so last but not least, Fugazi. We have the argument in the oh. van. Yeah, James is our big resident Fugazi <laughs> fan. I think he all the CDs belong to him. <laughs> but it, it, it's, again, one of those things that, like, now you put on the record and everyone is singing along to every song, and we all know it really well. Like, I don't think Eddie had heard the record before we went on this tour, and, like, we all know, like, all the songs now, but um, that's just good, angry, fun punkish hell yeah bullshit are there any cds you've gotten from other bands on the road that you've like listened to and then happened to re-listen to over and over because this happened on the tour i was on with the selection being so limited that we have oh we do have one youth league this band in um north carolina we played with them in chapel hill not sure if they were from there we got their cd and they're like mostly instrumental loopy kind of math rock dude there's a lot of good math rock in north carolina Mm -hmm. i'm finding out yeah 
they they do some crazy loops live and like in you know it, it that's yeah. good music to listen to. We've listened to that a couple times. So that's yeah, that's a CD from a band we've played with that was like fuck yeah. Hell yeah, there's some crazy rockers in North Carolina. One of the bands on my label moved to Asheville called Shutterings. Mm-hmm. And they've been discovering tons of other, like mathy and psych bands yeah. that are like more heavy and like I discovered this band called Sleepy Dog, who are like this really mathy emo pop band from there. Who are Crazy. Really good. And oh, there's something in the water in North Carolina. I, that's where uh, Pictures of Vernon was from. Yep. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's all these great local scenes, and I want people to like discover other local scenes that yeah. are cool. For so, sure. Let's see. Um, should we get the rest of the band in here let's do and start it. talking about food? Get in Got here. Got right up to over 30 minutes. Get in, Perfect. losers. We're going shopping. I may Man. not have a job, but I have something that is much more valuable than this. I may have a couple friends who I'll be damned if I didn't. You just heard Passion Fruit Tea by Retirement Party. Okay, so let's pass the mic around and everyone introduce themselves and what you play. I'm Nick. What do you play? Oh, guitar. Uh, I'm James. I play drums. I'm Eddie. I play bass. Okay, so the first thing I like to ask people is anyone vegetarian, vegan, or have any like crazy food allergies? I'm, I'm vegetarian. And how long have you been vegetarian? Oh, um, I don't know. I think probably like around four years now. Tight. Um, yeah, t- took it a little bit more seriously 
like the last two or three years. But yeah, I've just been trying to do that for a while now. Anyone else vegetarian, vegan? Crazy we food don't have allergies. any crazy food allergies besides Nick being allergic to avocados. I guess oh. that's crazy. but Really? Yeah, it just kind of makes me sick every time I eat it, so stay I'm away. so sorry. Yeah. No loss. You're, you're, you're in, like, the <laughs> avocado country right now. Like Southern California, California, we love our avocados a lot. Are there any special regions around the country that you guys like the food, and when you're on tour, you're always excited to go back? Well, I, I really like New Jersey pizza. Like when we're really? over there, like okay, what's yeah. Jersey pizza? I don't know where it's from, but describe the like from, why it's different than like New York style pizza. Um, I I don't know what's different about it or whatever. It's just it's just better. <laughs> I don't know. Um, whenever we go over there, our homie from Toy Cars, Maddie D, hooks it up with some yeah. pizza from wherever the hell he gets it from, and like it's always fucking rad as shit. So, like that's all I have to say. I guess I don't know. Um, I really like, I feel like I really like the food in the South, but when I'm in the South, it's like always too hot to eat any <laughs> of the food there. <laughs> like I really want like fried chicken and biscuits and gravy and shit, but then like we get to Louisiana or something and like I can't even move and I don't want to eat that. So I don't know. I like that stuff, but I don't like eating it when I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I like being New, New Jersey pizza. I'm with Eddie there, Maddie D. Hooking it up with the best. Who knows where he gets it from? I don't know, but it's, and and the Northeast is nice. We we got a lot of pizza in the Northeast, and it was all good. But that New Jersey pizza, that New Jersey slice, really, yeah. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't even eat any food because we just passed through New Jersey on the tour I went on on the East Coast last year. But we got Detroit style pizza, and Ooh. I never had that in Detroit, and that was actually really good. Yes, Do you want to like describe Detroit style pizza besides just saying it's kind of like Little Caesars deep dish. It, well, it's the kind with the sauce on the top, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. And you the get you puffy, get, crispy oh, edges. You got your puffy. You got yeah. so it's cooked in a, in kind of a deep dish pan. Um, you know, we're not talking pizza pie like Chicago deep dish, but we're talking square. And you just throw everything on there, and then the sauce goes on top. And it's just so it's good. the best. It's good, and it's not it's fluffy. It's not super dense. It's mm -hmm. nice and fluffy, and like it's mm -hmm. what you want out of. A deep dish pizza. Yes. I totally agree. That's all I have to say. Detroit pizza, people need to try it. Yes. And like in Detroit, because it's the best there. Mm -hmm. but any other weird regional pizzas you guys have had? People always like, we obviously we're from Chicago, and like people always like talk yeah, about, yeah. try to talk to us about deep dish. I just want to go on record saying, fuck deep dish pizza. <sighs> fuck that shit. It's fuck bad. God. It's not good. <sighs> it sucks. It's bad. That's all I have to say it about is that. perfectly fine. It's okay. It's not like the worst thing on earth, but it's not. <laughs> fuck that shit. It's not good. It's not good. Chicago deep dish is what you get when the family's in town. <laughs> Last time my family was in town, we went to Giordano's, yeah. and they got a large specifically oh, so I could take all the remaining slices okay, home. Yeah. So the only time I ever get it and have leftovers is when my family's in town. Oh my gosh! All my like Midwest family, they don't do deep dish. They get a really thin style Chicago pizza from Rosati's, and it's cut in squares. Mm -hmm. that's, Super that's crispy crust. Yeah, they, our family loves Rosati's, and that's where we used to always go. So what regional chains have you guys gone to on tour that you don't have back home? Um, we, we went to, we had the unfortunate mistake of going to Taco Time in Salt Lake City. Um, James, the whole tour, the whole like three weeks leading up to West Coast is like, guys, Taco time. We got to go with Salt Lake City. 
taco time. And then the day, and then the day of, James is like, guys, I don't think you're gonna like taco time. And I'm like, you've been hyping it up this whole time, and now you're you don't think we're gonna like it, and we didn't. I mean, I I thought it was fine, but it it wasn't that great. Well, I hated it. Eddie didn't like it. I don't have anything to defend it with. I'm just saying, like, I told you guys you weren't going to like it. I like it. You don't. Sorry. <laughs> Another hot take that anybody who... Chicken Joe's in Albany, fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that. Deep fried mashed potatoes. No, that's what? gross. I don't want that. No, it's gross. It's bad. I want to try it. I've heard too much about it from, like, just chicken friends and whatever. other people. And, like, Chatterbox is all about that Chicken Joe's, I guess. It's but okay. I want to try it. I want to try. You had to try it, but it's just every it's just normal foods that are deep fried. <laughs> have you guys gotten in and out since you've been in uh, no. Southern California? Yet. Not yet. Uh, we haven't gotten it yet. We got one. We, we, we got it one time. Uh, first tour. It was the first tour in Austin. Oh, in Texas. Okay. We hit it there. It was pretty good. I I would say I'm a fan. I'd hit it again. But we honestly we don't eat out all that often as a band. We are like religious van food. Okay. And grocery shoppers. So when you go to the grocery store, what are you guys looking for? Oh, we, we, okay. So there's a couple staples. We've recently found this tour. We found the like ramen cup of noodles ish type things that you just throw in the microwave. There's a lot of variations Add water, out there now. Throw it in hot and spicy chicken. Uh, it, it's great. You know, you can do it in a gas station. You can do it where you're staying for the night. You just, and then it's a hot meal on the road, which sometimes just feels really nice. Cooking on the road. Mm-hmm. Who, what was you guys' favorite top ramen flavors? If you're going in the store and you're trying to grab one, hot and hot and spicy chicken is my my go-to. Yeah, same. I like the hot spicy. I like the instead of like the twenty cent cup of noodle ones. I like to go for the like seventy cent. Yakisoba, the Ooh, hot spicy chicken. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. There we fancy. go. I don't know, dude. They all taste the fucking same, except just don't <laughs> eat the, the chili lime shit. Like, that one was really bad. Chili yeah, lime that one was really bad, but everything Hell else yeah. is just, like, really whatever. As long as it's hot. I told you, man. Yeah, dude. I, well, I didn't get it specifically because he told me not to, but I've had it before, <laughs> and it's gross. Well, spe- so speaking of the chili lime, though, I have found that, uh, like, the tahine, the seasoning yeah, thing, right, yeah. that shit is banging in every fucking yeah. cup of noodle flavor oh, on yeah. it. It's all great. But, yeah, I guess our other kind of van go-tos, we always get hummus and, like, tortillas or bread, and we just, and we sometimes, like, make little sandwiches out of whatever we have. Like, oh, so We'll throw, like, sandwiches. sugar snap peas, pepperoni on there. Yeah, yeah a little sausage. Hummus and bread and uh, string cheese. String cheese. <laughs> Tomatoes, oh, kind of whatever. We we try to keep a cooler of at least some produce or some like nice. so things so that we can it cool, replacing the ice. Try, no well, nasty trying smells. to. There's it been really bad this point? there's been two points in the tour. We 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 actually replaced the cooler because while I was letting it air out, um, when we were getting our oil changed once because it was so gnarly, I was like, we gotta let this air out, and I forgot it, um, where we were at. So I had to I had to buy the the band a new a new cooler, but this new one's a lot better. We were we were using an Instacart bad. Sponsor us. It's yeti. not a Yeti. I wish a Yeti. If you're listening, please send us a cooler. But um, we had one of those Instacart bags before, and so we upgraded to like a fifteen dollar cooler from Walmart. Um, hey. But it does a decent job, and when we don't neglect it. Um, it doesn't get gnarly, but when we do, we end up spending five days not opening the cooler just out of fear of 
Been there. The smell. Been there. So how gnarly is the van right now? Get a little report from the back here. I don't think the van is the van. We we Did you guys do clean a, it recently. We do a pretty good job of keep. I feel like Nick is the organization master. Well, tell, like, tell us a bit about your organization. Nick is the one who's right? always like throwing out trash. I never do that shit. We're, we're giving you some acclaim here. Yeah, I don't know. I just throw out the trash, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just think everybody's afraid because whenever Nick gets in the back seat and like it's cluttered, then like you know it's gonna be like throwing shit everywhere. You're like, fuck, I fucked up. Like, I should have kept it cleaner. So, yeah. like, I think now... Yeah. I want my backseat clean, too, because yeah. you can lay yeah, down in the backseat. It's seat. totally acceptable. That's where you can lay but, down. But, you know, some people have, like, three bags and shit and leave them oh. everywhere. Oh, <laughs> the call-out podcast. <laughs> so, what other uh, snacks do you guys try and pick up at the grocery store that's not, like, everyone sharing or not, like, a meal? Like, actual snack food. cheese it. Finger food. Love Cheez Its. Cheez Its, peanuts, those little uh, chow mein noodles that you, yep, just pour them in your hand, you eat them. We get big bags of cereal from Walmart. Yes. The Walmart brand cereal. Yes. We we recently, it took us a couple weeks to get through our first bag that was like off brand Reese's Puffs. And now, this last time we were on something when we went to the grocery store. So now we've got these birthday cake. Flavored uh, cookie I crisp. Did, oh, I did the same thing where I bought just the ridiculous cereal flavor. I bought blueberry pancake cap and crunch on That's a tour. Awesome. And I still have the box in my room here because I wanted to keep the box. It was so fucked up and ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. I love weird fucked up flavors of stuff. You get like grocery outlet or like, I don't know. Aldi's doesn't have weird flavors of stuff, but like. We're starting to get Aldi's out here now, nice. which, like, y'all probably know about Aldi's. Yeah. Do you guys have Trader Joe's out by you? Okay, someone's trying to tell me Trader Joe's is a West Coast thing, and I was like, I don't believe no, that. No, we have them by us, Do you have but Sprouts? Uh, no, we don't have that. Sprouts grocery stores? Oof. Okay. Sprouts is good. It's like Whole Foods, but, like, more homey feeling okay. instead of hip feeling. That's where I get my yerba mate. Did you guys drink that yerba mate? Yerba mate goyaki club I, mate. I had it when we went to your showcase that uh, had yerba mate at it. Oh my God, that was my yeah. first time having yerba mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm about it. What's your, what's your flavor? What's your flavor? I didn't know there was more than one. There's just like the yellow one. Oh, fine. really? Yeah, the normal one. Oh, wow. This is exciting. Like, there's a whole world of flavor for you now. Really? Yeah. Oh, you got to go to like some Whole Foods while you're in the Southwest because Whole Foods always have yerba mate. Like, oh. There's the enlightenment flavor. There's very berry, which what Sam does Kless enlightenment likes. taste like? Mint. Mint. <laughs> oh, that's what we were drinking on the other podcast interview I did today. That enlightenment yerba mate. In Austin, they have club mate. That's actually a little easier to find. Club mate is usually in a glass bottle. That shit's great as well. Oh, yeah, I've had that one. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite yerba mate flavors? You guys like yerba mate over here? No, that shit is gross. No, it tastes like vinegar. That's no, disgusting. No clout. No clout for them. No, 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 I was thinking of kombucha when I said it tastes like vinegar. <laughs> now I just sound ignorant. I don't like yerba mate, though. I don't like either. <laughs> what about red line? Oh, fuck yeah. That's a pee daddy. <laughs> James adopted Redline from Red P. Daddy. Yeah, I did too, and it was a bad decision. Redline is this like weird energy drink, and it comes in like comes in like a plastic. It looks like the NOS, kind of. It It looks a little bit like the NOS can. Somewhere between a NOS can and a cough syrup bottle. Exactly. Yeah, and it like yeah it looks kind of like medicine. Yeah, and it like it has a doctor's warning on the bottle. You're only supposed everything. to drink half of it. Yeah, you're only supposed to drink half the bottle. <laughs> it's supposed to be a supplement. It's supposed to be a supplement, like. 
for you know GMC has them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I think but that's it's how they legally get like, away with selling it. Yeah. <laughs> but that shit fucks you up. Yeah, it's gnarly. I, Corey, I was, I was Corey lining from P Daddy will drink like four or five <sighs> of these fucking things in a day. Dude, me and Anderson uh, shared one, and I was just like, it's rough. After the whole day oh, of that counterintuitive that. showcase, I was still like tripping out on that stuff. After like running sound all day that whole day. And like talking to the cops during Jake's showcase. <laughs> I stole half a red line from the P Daddy bus, and I don't think anybody noticed. That's how many there are. I don't are. think it yeah. was missed. I nope. don't think it was missed. You could steal just about anything from that van, and they wouldn't notice. I stole a little, they don't know this yet, and I don't know that they ever will know, but I don't know where it is anymore. I think I lost it. There was this tiny little rubber dinosaur that was in the side of their door that I took from them. This tour. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I don't know where it is anymore. Do you guys have anything in the van that you've, like, kept on the dashboard or, like, picked up along the way and it's just become, like, a thing you guys have? A knife? No, that's great. You we need got to gun yourself. There's some so, white supremacists out okay, there. It's scary right now. We've been on this, like, we've been on a little bit of a tear from stealing from truck stops recently. We don't do this that much. This has been <laughs> yeah. the first tour where we Kelly really got worse than you guys. from truck stops. <laughs> Uh, it started when Nick stole (laughs) this, it's like a little, like little pocket knife that the handle is like shaped like a gun. Oh yeah. Um, That's great. Oh yeah. Fucking sick. It's awesome. It's badass. So Nick got gun knife and then there's like two other bullet knives. (laughs) They're all around. They actually, they've served their purpose. We use them like for everything. We use them to open up blunts and that's the only thing. Mm, That's literally the only thing. So when you guys got to Colorado, Washington, Portland, if you're down to talk about that, did you go try legal marijuana? Yes, we did. What are your thoughts? Thoughts? It's great. It's so cheap. So cheap. Really? Compared to, yeah, what we pay out in the Midwest where it is not legal. I we we <laughs> did make a mistake though this last time of buying it was like a twenty six dollar, uh, thirty two. Thir- it was thirty two. Thirty two dollar quad that wasn't all that great. Yeah, um, that price. It just doesn't stay lit. That's our problem. Yeah, I mean the the recreational thing has been interesting here in California. I haven't gone to many recreational places. There's been a lot of people switching over to like vaping and using pens and like edibles have exploded. And so like that's been really huge. And you have tons of people still like selling illegally but running like clinics or dispensaries, but they're not actually like fully legal. Like we used to have one like nearby the venue and they end up getting shut down. But like it's everywhere. Like the minute people voted it through here, like people are already starting to set up shop. Did you notice any differences between the different states? Was there anything you liked better or worse? This is now the pot uh, chat, which the, I'm the down. One, we the we, one thing that I noticed um, in every, I, I think we went to three or four four different dispensaries maybe. Um, I don't know. But almost every single one during our stay played the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it was all in like the Pacific Northwest. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> as it wasn't even California. That's it so was. Funny. Oregon. Yeah. I'm just like. Oh, so this is happening. Well, I'm in a weed shop and they're playing some yep. RHCP baby. Oh yeah. I do think I think the best ones like in our experience have been the ones that are like kind of backwoods. Like we went to one in like southern Washington somewhere or like 
Eastern Oregon, that kind of shit, like where it's like just like some yeah. of these little like shack and like, but they run a weed store out of it now, and it's like yeah, and they grow sick. Dang. It's not like one of the hip ones. Like I feel yeah. like in like Seattle and Portland, and everything they're all like so like These big stores are weird, and they're nice. Like I don't want to go to a nice place yeah. to buy pot. It's fucking. I don't want my weed you know? behind a glass shelf. It's <laughs> weird. I want to be able to touch it and smell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Colorado was nice. They like they had it was very they had like tweezers and they pick the buds out mm-hmm. of the jar and like let us smell them and like they're very friendly them. and personable in Colorado I've noticed that's so many I stickers up. though they put like six different stickers yeah. on our weed when we bought it they just put a sticker on the thing and Seal then a sticker it. on the bag yeah. and then like oh yeah yeah it's kind of weird I enjoyed getting back to Colorado on the last couple tours I've done because that's like we could pick up again. It's not sketchy. It's not like calling someone and then they're going to call their friend and then they won't let you call their friend because they're sketched out because they don't know who you are, which is what happens in like Ohio, Pennsylvania, like trying to pick up on tour. Like picking up on tour is such a headache. We, we tried it in D.C. because D.C. is legal. We do. I've learned so much while we were in D.C. about the way that the laws <laughs> in that city work. So we like tried. I was Googling it. It didn't work out, but we tried. We like, I guess you can like weed is legal, but you can't buy or sell weed. Oh yeah, you have to give some, it to each other. Or exactly, it's a, it's a free gift thing. So yeah, there's like there's yeah. like these places you can like text, and somebody will show up on a bike, and you buy like I think the one we were trying to like you buy a like tote bag from them, and you get a free gift of like an ounce mm-hmm. of weed. You know? <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. I don't know how like that shit goes down. Like, seems weird. It was a Monday, and they were all closed on Mondays, so we didn't pull oh, it off. But. Bummer. That's crazy. So you guys like rolling blunts? No. No. Yeah. We hate no. rolling. I hate, hate rolling, rolling blunts. blunts. Okay. Okay. What is the preferred method of delivery around here? Do you guys have like a bong in the van? No, we don't. Like, does so, Prince Daddy have a bong in the van? I assume they. Prince got Daddy it, right? has three or four bongs in the van. Of course, <laughs> right. they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they're gone. They don't know where they are. Um, we don't because of like close calls. Like we've gotten pulled over too many times. We don't bring anything. Like we. Uh, um, okay. So we like Rely we just have papers. Well, we have papers. And, like, when we're in states where we won't, like, go to jail for, like, a seed, <laughs> yes. then we'll, like, bring a bag with us. But we don't have, like, a piece or a grinder or anything because, like, you can't eat that. Yeah. I'm a spliff guy. I always roll spliffs. It's just always been the way for me. So if we're all smoking later, you know what it is. <laughs> so I was talking a little bit about this earlier. And you guys are from Chicago. You say this word that just doesn't make any sense to a lot of people I know. And it's the word pop. When you guys talk about soda, you say pop. Of course we do. I, of course I do. I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I think I might actually be the had only any communication, one that says pop. Have you any communication problems with people saying pop? Because people just don't get that out here. I haven't personally, but I also do not drink pop really. Okay. All that often. Anyone have favorite sodas? Oh, like oh well, I like. Well, yeah, I like to. I guess. Indulge in a diet coke every now and then, hey. but that's for this. That's just because it's cold and it like the sugar and like I haven't had anything except for water for like two days and then or beer, and then it's just it's a good it's a good like like reward I guess, and then you pay like a buck fifty in some shitty place that gives you a diet coke and then like it's fucking red. Oh yeah, you get the giant cup on the road like way too big for the no, cup holder. No, no, no. I don't know, just just a little can is good enough. <laughs> Can't do much of that shit. 
I don't know. I usually get cheer wine when we're at cookout, but that's just because we're at cookout. Like I would, I wouldn't say that cheer wine is that great. I just get it because I feel like I'm supposed to when we're there. I don't. You can't really get it here, and so like when I'm somewhere where you can get it, I will get it because I I like it. It's okay. You know what someone's telling me? Cheer wine float, like a root beer float. Oh yeah, that sounds fucking delicious. It's included in the meal. It's great. Wait, really? At cookout? Oh, at, a, at cookout, yeah. It's like an extra 75 or 75 cents. That's included. So you guys have gone to cookout. Tell me about cookout. I haven't been able to go yet. This is a reoccurring theme on the podcast. I haven't gone to cookout, but I want to go. It's one of the few like critically acclaimed chains that we have been to. Um, cookout is a staple for us. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of food for cheap. Um, they always mess up the quesadillas and always put chicken in them when Eddie asks them not to. <laughs> That's happened at least once. Happened to Kevin too. Yeah, we we go and we get the tray or whatever it's called. I I really like the tray. The tray. Something I've noticed about cookout is that when you're at cookout, no matter what town you're in, it says like the cookout tray, and then it shows all your options. At the bottom, it says the best deal in. Wherever you are, no matter, it's always says the name of the town. It says it's the best deal in this town. Like every, it's it's great. That's I don't know, but it's great. You can get fucking like, you can get a like a hot dog with a side of two hot dogs. Like that's awesome, you know. I don't get that, but that's great that you can. I've never toured the South, and I feel like at some point saw a cookout on a tour in the last year or two. But the people I was with are were just like not down to like eat tons of meat, and like I'm not vegetarian or vegan, so I'm down for like anything. And I used to double down at KFC back in the day, you know, like I did that. But have you guys had? Have, well, you say you like to buy food at the grocery store, but have you done any like weird food challenges or eaten any weird foods on the road? I wanted to, but we just don't stop anywhere. What didn't you get that to do? Has, I, I don't What'd you know. miss out on? I don't know if I missed out on anything. But I just haven't really looked for anything because I know we're not going to stop. I would just love to do it. Like, it'd be great. I feel like I have that skill set to eat a lot. Okay. Shit. You guys need to find somewhere for Eddie to chow down, do a food challenge. This this wasn't necessarily a challenge, but um, was it our... It was our second... It, it was our tour last summer. We... Well, on our first tour... After right after it was done, we had emailed um, Olive Garden at the beginning of the tour, and they didn't get back to us. And then after the tour was over, they're like, "Uh, I see your tour's done, but you, here's a hundred dollar gift card." What? Um, so oh we did two two trips. Was it two? Balled out balled with that. Out. Well, yes. but we did the the endless breadsticks and salads, and I mean that that's the way to go. And you just get you, you load up. Yeah. Just keep bringing them. Not this band, but uh, one time with Prince Daddy, we bought 200 chicken McNuggets. Mm. And that's all I will say about that. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. What kind of sauces did you get with them? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I actually asked people on Twitter if they had any questions. And some people did have questions, which is great. Makes me feel so cool. And... Uh, those characters and Snow Roller, they wanted to ask Avery about Fred Meyer's JoJo's. I thought JoJo's were Fred Trader Meyer's Joe's. JoJo's? Yeah, I thought... No, I think it was Fred Meyer's and JoJo's. No, JoJo's oh, is the JoJo's potato, potato wedges. I've been trying to explain. You gotta wait, but there are Trader Joe's O's JoJo's. That's what I thought they were Those talking about. Those are Trader Joe's Oreos. 
Yeah, this because Fred Myers is a different. The potato wedge. Well. <laughs> okay, James. James has some idea here. Okay, here. Well, the homie took us to Fred Myers. Like you didn't. You didn't eat Oreos there. No, but I. I didn't. I didn't eat potato wedges either. I feel like James has. Oh the yeah, wait. I did have one, but it looked like a fry. To clarify it. Okay, so let me ask you. You're from California. You know what a JoJo is, right? Like the Trader Joe's Oreos. No. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Okay, oh, I, so we're having a miscommunication, I'm just thinking, like pop, just like I, pop. I've, I've been slowly discovering this. That I think JoJo's is not a term that people it's outside not, of the Northwest no. use. People I didn't know this. think it's a Trader Joe's Oreo in Southern California. No, 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 no. It's I, a it fucking potato be, wedge. Right. That's fine, that's fine. Potato wedges Now and I want a JoJo, but a potato wedge. That's the only thing it is. What the, a, a Trader Joe's Oreo is a knockoff Oreo. Okay, I remember I did have a, a, okay. a Fred Meyer's... Jojo, I guess they're called Jojos. Jojo. Uh, Jojo. Okay. So, so cool. Did, did it's, Snow it's a potato just wedge. like pull the pin on the grenade and throw it in the middle of us on purpose. Yes. Motherfuckers. No, we well we went to Fred Meyer's originally <laughs> going for the sushi bar, but the sushi bar was closed, so we all kind of got different things. Fred Meyer's, I, I feel like it has a lot of potential, um, but to be honest, I've been a little let down. Yeah. Just in general. Not memorable enough Fred for Myers. me either. I mean, when there's things like H-E-B and Wegmans, it's like, why well, remember Fred Myers? Well, you know? I'll take Fred Myers over H-E-B. H-E-B's all right, we, but but I, I like Fred Myers enough. It's just, I, I feel like it has a lot of just unreached potential. Okay. It's you a grocery can, store. These things they have a whole fucking Target in the basement, though. It's so much more than a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, what items did they have, or did they not have that we needed that one time? They didn't have it for cheap. They didn't have the sushi bar. They didn't have cheap. Water bottles. I think I was looking for that there. I don't know. They had water bottles. First of all, they had like five or six different types of water bottles. <laughs> also, how are you gonna shit on a place for not having a sushi bar? Do you have a in sushi Cal- bar? You got a sushi bar at your Portland house. in California. You can do that. Okay, that's not about Fred Myers. That's because calling from Snow Roller. That's the only reason he was taking us there. And then we show up and there's no fucking sushi Colin. bar. It was the only thing that. That's why I agreed to go to a grocery store in the first place. <laughs> Okay, we we got. There was a sushi bar there. It just was closed. There we go. Well, there they weren't rolling around. That's about that. I thought. Oh, I thought that was debate. That debate was like raging for a minute there, and then we got to the conclusion. Okay, okay. Then we'll go. The, we'll go to the next question. So, if retirement party was gonna cater a retirement party. Oh yeah. What would you guys cater at the retirement party? I'm going to do this in two questions because there was two questions in this Twitter post, so, but they made it really confusing. Okay, so if we were to cater a retirement party, what would we put? Okay, so first of all, I think because it's a staple for us, hummus, because it's easy to chew. You don't need teeth for that. True, true. Um, and we consume a lot of it. So that would be the first choice, maybe with some with a tortilla or some carrots, um, sugar snap peas even. That's my my item. Maybe like a lot of circus peanuts. I think old folks like those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, but I we got to make sure they're I warm. Love. They can't be cold ones. <gasps> and put in, you know, you break the shells and you put them on the ground. No, no, like Wait, the candy. They're like a puffy marshmallow that's like orange. They come in I those like. Peanuts at the circus. <laughs> no, they're strange. It's like. What are they? They're like the 59 cents or two for a dollar, like old candy and like the generic little like bag at the gas station, you know? Wait, they're shaped like giant peanuts and they're like pink? No, they're orange. orange. It's like they're puffy and gross. Yeah, that's and they're really disgusting. soft. You know, that's you know, <laughs> it's an old fat. It's like it's like having a, a Mary Jane or something. You know, it's like 
Isn't Mary Jane marijuana? No, no, like the little peanut butter things. You know, like old people candy, you know? See, this is what we need to have clarified for us I, people who are not. I, I really like old people candy. I fuck with the circus peanuts. I love orange slices and good and plenty and Charleston chew and shit like that. Like lemon drops. Fuck yeah. Give it to me. So a lot of that. I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> so can you get like those like IV bags or whatever? Fill them up with booze and shit, and like, there we go. That's all that fucking matters. That's what old people use, yeah. IV bags IV. full of booze and shit. A wine bag hooked up to an IV. Yeah, dude, a wine bag hooked up to an IV. No, not wine though. Unless it's white wine and it's cold. You ever just slap your IV bag at the hospital? Yes, slap that bag. So, is it, no one here is sober, I'm assuming. Does anyone have uh, their drink of choice or beer of choice? People from the Midwest like, like good beer. Someone else go first. They also like shitty beer. I don't know. <laughs> I like all beer, but uh, there's a Chicago um, anti-hero beer is really good. Anti-hero beer. Yeah, it's just, you know, strong. Have like two of those in your set. Three, maybe. <laughs> I like, I like cheap beer. I don't know. I really, uh, I like cheap beers. I like gin and tonic. Like if mm. I'm gonna drink liquor, that's my drink. But I, I don't, whatever. James likes the um the well gin. I've never seen you drink a gin and tonic. So it's like a fancy drink. It's like a fancy drink, with like the worst booze. I've seen it, Eddie. I've seen it. Eddie's saying he doesn't remember me ever drinking a gin and tonic. The first time we were ever on the road together, I drank only gin and tonic. So fuck you. I was really drunk. I forget things. Um, no cheap beer for sharks. Cheap beer, um, like Tecates. If that's if, if it's gonna be like, if you're gonna get like an 18 there, get some Tecates. Yes. Uh, when I'm back home, I usually try to like not drink like a fuck ton of beer anymore. So I usually stick with like tequila and soda. That'll do the trick. Topo Chico and tequila. Yeah, that, that shit is tight. Hell yeah. Um, so I've actually had a little bit of dilemma this tour. A lot of cheap beer has been turning on me and making Oof. me feel weird. Like I used to really be into High Life, and then like I had oh. two days this tour where just like after one High Life, I was like, this fucking sucks. Rainier, same thing. It's like too. Oh. It's just too like sweet almost. In a sense, you were on a boat drink. You were on a boat drinking Rainier. Well, Rainier was fi- Rainier was fine. I just didn't like the taste as much. That didn't make me sick. Oh, okay. But um, I guess like so, alcohol for me right now. We're you know I'll drink a PBR. Like it's fine. You know we got to do cheap because like yeah, you know. Well, that's why Tecate um, is great because Tecate is even cheaper, honestly. And I like Mexican beer. Yeah. You have a lot of cheap it's, Mexican it's, beer in SoCal. It's pretty good. But I'll say like I've been enjoying my seltzer. Um, and so doing kind of like well, someone in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, left a case of just pure polar seltzer in the I fridge, heard about it. and so I just drank like a bunch of that that night. It was great, but I'm a big Lacroix person. What flavors? Um, my favorite, well, passion fruit. Oh, okay. Wow, hey. I, I like passion fruit. I enjoy cran raspberry. Um, yeah, cran raspberry. You know, honestly, favorite. everything but peach pear. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't mind peach pear, but uh, my favorites like tend to be like uh, mango, pamplemousse, okay, and, pamplemousse, and apricot. Good. And yeah, that's apricot's because I really grew good. up drinking apricot juice mm-hmm. my whole life, and I love apricots in general. Yeah, good shit. Anyone else like any of the sparkling water seltzers? I'm I'm big in this category. My personal favorite's Topo Chico. I rep Topo Chico all the time. Hopefully, they will sponsor us. 
my my both my roommates really like Topo Chico. Uh, I guess it's pretty good. Honestly, uh, I don't like Lacroix. It tastes like watered down Sprite. Um, so, like, f that. Fuck Lacroix. Polar Come seltzer, on. I guess, if you gotta drink it, like whatever. I wanna try polar. I've heard good things. I don't know. All that shit kind of tastes the same. Um, if it's Th- in, if then it's, you're not living. You're not. Living if it's cold friend. and it's in the fridge or whatever, like somebody gives it to you for free, it will taste really good. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. I'm just glad no one's like getting all up on the San Pellegrino game because that mm-hmm. Perrier overpriced, not worth None it. None of that. Not worth it. You don't get any clout from drinking that. Pretty <laughs> good. Yeah, I like that shit. Topo Chico with a twist of lime. That's where it's at. That's what I drink four of today. Nice. I'm going to drink some more at night. I really like uh, water. Uh, <laughs> I like to drink water. I like to drink water and great. coffee and beers. and Orange juice sometimes. Sometimes orange juice, not that often. Are y'all big coffee people? Yes, but real quick, I have to say, I heard this woman in Chicago refer to water as flat water. She's like, I haven't had flat water in so long. And yes. I was like, it's called water. Yeah, right? But coffee. Yeah, I, I drink coffee. I tend to stay away from it on tour if I can. As I don't know, just kind of a weird thing. Like, I feel like I'm going to become too reliant on it. Um, but yeah. I've been drinking a lot of cold brew in the, uh, in the van. What are some cold brew flavors you've enjoyed? It's or just that brands. Stoke brand is really nice. It's, it's a little better than the Starbucks. And, uh, that is our source of cold for our cooler. We don't buy ice for it, like we said earlier. We just put a thing of orange juice and a thing of coffee in there, and that's cold enough. We eat all the food. Hell yeah. Yeah, because one of the big things about the food portion here is, like, recommendations for other touring bands or for other people on tour. Go to restaurants yeah. and get good snacks and food. Or well, if you're grocery shopping, don't do ice. Just get cold brew. I definitely, yeah. like... I, my, my number, like... I... One one of the I feel like one of the biggest ways we save money honestly is by not going to fucking we don't like we've all been to Waffle House it's fine we go to Waffle Cookout because it's so cheap and sometimes you need the greasy fix like we've been to Sheets we've been to Wawa like actually I guess we as a band haven't been to Wawa but Wawa is just oh. shitty Sheets so we've been there whoa, pretty, whoa, whoa. yeah okay, fuck okay. Wawa we are, we are okay. into the debate now Wawa versus Sheets James is saying Wawa is a shitty Sheets Let's Wawa just put is on the shitty right Sheets now. it's Sorry. true it is. But we well, like. Uh, why do you believe that? There's we, less we selection. Get, I'm sorry, we need to go into this. Okay, clearly, clearly, we're a weed band. Okay, you go to Sheets, it's a hundred percent better. There's nothing like. Why would you go to Wawa when you can go to Sheets, especially if you're stoned? That's all I got. Okay, I, I've okay. never been to Wawa, but I will say, like looking at that Sheets menu, you know, you get a certain excitement. It's intimidating. That I don't know that I've really exactly. It's intimidating, but it's exciting. Because okay, it's like, holy okay. shit, like, all of this looks great, and it's greasy, and I just want to, like, I just want to get all of it. I mean, I don't, but, you know, it's that kind of excitement. I just, you know, if Wawa can deliver that, then maybe I'll be converted, but. Wow. This is very interesting. Loving it. Yeah, I'm not sure I've had either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't well, I don't think we've been to Sheets as a band. Oh, no, we have. It was when, it was that January tour. Yeah, no, not all of us have had it. Have you had it, Eddie? There, there's also like the third option, which is anything else you've been to, like Wawa and Sheets, that you would want to recommend or rep or talk about. So like people talk about Get Go, we have we talk about Quick Time, or sorry, Quick Trip. Oh there's yeah, there's some other ones out there. I mean, Bucky's we've we've never done Bucky's. Um, you should, you're we gonna, have not you been should, to Bucky's. You should do Bucky's on this tour then, because you'll you'll be able to. 
Okay. You're going to have to do We have not, James. You have been. This guy. James is well-traveled. James, who else have you toured We've been? 100% been to Bucky's. I don't know if we've all, all four, I don't know if all four of us have done the, Eddie's never been to Bucky's because Eddie's never been to Texas with us. The three of us, I don't know if we've done the hot food bar at Bucky's. We've gotten gas at Bucky's though. Yeah, it's the thing in Texas gas. with the fucking beaver and the Walmart inside of the gas station. You've been there. So James, what other bands have you been on tour with? Because you've played in some other bands and you've been on tour with some other people and have bigger tours. Uh, Prince Daddy, pretty much. I would like to go on the record to say James sucks. <laughs> pretty much just Prince Daddy is what I've been on. The, I went on one tour, two, I guess, one and a half tours with You're Prince Daddy. I'm going on another one. I'm touring with Dunce Cap. Never toured with oh, them before. Oh, cool. Jeremy's as, great. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy's like a friend of theirs. I met Jeremy through yeah. Prince Daddy. Never been on tour with them before. That's going to be exciting. It'll be super cool. We're, not, we're doing it in like a small SUV, I think. Uh, so yeah. it's going to be rough. I'm excited Stack to convert them onto the Top Ramen game, though. Oh. Um, Prince Daddy's a fast food band. They are. That's which, what I keep hearing from everyone. I'm trying to get them on. It's hard. I tried to get them to buy groceries, and I think, like, I went on a six-week tour with them, and I bought a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter, oh. and it got stepped on in the van within, like, two days, and it was like, well, fuck this. Gosh. <laughs> no chance. We're going to McDonald's. Yeah, I hear they get pretty wild with menu items being recombined. I, I will say the one fast food joint that we do as a band is Taco Bell. Okay. And so we, we don't have to feed the beat. Oh, we don't, don't have any of that. We're trying to. We would get great use out of it. But not feeding ourselves on the cheap, we, we'll go to Taco Bell. It's always kind of a treat. We don't do it all that often. It's like when we really like want it. And we'll just sit there for 10 minutes eating silently Like once we get our food. It's <laughs> like the wait moments. until everyone gets their food. And then... Well, I James okay, but James started going, and then I took a bite, and then I saw Nick waiting, and I was like, I gotta wait. We try oh, to man. be polite. So, have you guys gone to Del Taco yet? No. Oh man, you gotta try Del Taco. Del Taco is like the Southern California, like basically kind of competitor to Taco Bell. I ride really hard for Del Taco, trying to get them to sponsor me, but uh, no luck yet. We have one across the street from the venue, and we always make a run every night. So this could be your chance. Well, okay, where do we go? This is a we haven't had like a proper like good ass burrito in California <gasps> yet, and I know we Bay need Area to. Homies didn't show you good burritos. We didn't do it. We we made ramen at Eric's house. Like oh, we didn't, you know. Okay. Yeah. Eddie slept. <laughs> good job. But where like there's got to be somewhere around here, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Where do we go? Well. There is Del Taco, which you do really have to try. I but know, the but place I don't that I've food. gone with like Just Friends, Get Married, and other like Bay Area homies is a place called Albert Tacos, which is in Orange. They get great prices on stuff, and you just gotta get a California burrito, which is with like the French a fries, right? style burrito that has the French fries in it. Usually, you can just kind of get whatever meat you want in it. There should be guacamole in it, um, maybe pico and sour cream as well. But Fuck it's not gonna have cream. a million theme things in it. It's gonna have like a pretty limited amount of items. French fries, yes. The one at Del Taco I get is the Cali steak and guac. So that's just Del Taco Ooh. fries, which are uh, the... Crinkle cut? Crinkle cut. Mm-hmm. So at Del Taco, you can get the crinkle cut fries with the carne asada, the guac, and like their white special sauce. And like that's the California burrito that you can get at Del Taco. That's my go-to. Does anybody here burritos. call it the self-titled burrito? Or do I... Is that just... No. I, th I think that's funny. California no. burrito, self-titled burrito. I think it's... No, we're... we're, we're California Nobody people are proud that? of California. We're, we're proud of saying California. That seems too. like people would say no. that it'd be funny. No, just me. I know there's a lot of meme bands from here, <laughs> jeans, but we're not all like that. 
It's a bummer you didn't get anything in the Bay Area. There's some great, interesting stuff in the Bay Area. And the California Burrito originates in San Francisco in the Mission District. And San Jose has its own like little special thing with orange sauce, which you may or may not have heard of, but I have some next door. And we can try the San Jose orange sauce, even though you're not in San Jose or the Bay Area anymore. You guys will enjoy it. Guarantee it. So one thing I do like to ask is uh, if you guys were going to have a food or a brand sponsor you, who would you want to sponsor you? You don't have to be basic and say Taco Bell. Taco Bell would just be like so Taco nice. Bell. I don't, I don't like know. Bell. I don't, I don't like, like Taco Bell. Sorry. Kickstart. Mountain Dew Kickstart. For sure. Yeah, honestly, uh, I feel like the most practical thing would be some sort of caffeine, like a coffee replacement. Oh, really? I don't drink no, but yes, yeah, like something oh, that is yeah, not, yeah. something I could drink instead of coffee. So Kickstart, Mountain Dew Kickstart, Red Bull, but like, uh, I don't need, I don't. No. You can drink Kira Mate. You don't have to drink Red Bull. It's not food related, but I tried to get sponsored by Crocs for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I would wear Crocs. And then I was supposed to have them on this tour, but James forgot them at his house when I forgot them in the van. And so they didn't make it on this tour. Rest in peace. But I've been trying to do that. I I remember those Crocs (laughs) at South by. You were rocking them real hard. Mm -hmm. Real hard. So have there been any memorable meals from your days of touring? What is a meal that comes to your mind? That you had a specific like meal or restaurant you went. We played at this family's house in uh, Virginia, and uh, yeah, they made awesome like enchiladas, and they made like vegetarian ones, chicken ones. Yeah, those were really good. So it was like home cooked food. Home cooked, yeah. A lot of people say a home cooked meal. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any like particularly bad ones. I feel like we had yeah. a really awful eating experience on this tour. We were, oh, on the way to Bloodfest. This is what it was. On the way to Bloodfest, we went to a Taco Bell. Um, and normally we love Taco Bell. We love it. It's great. We waited like 45 minutes for our food at this fucking Taco Bell. Whoa! It was so long. Wow. It was terrible. And I like, I don't know, I was really let, let down by that experience. That's memorable, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we had beans on toast in Maryland. And it was just kind of a surprise. He's like, I'll cook you all breakfast. And I was like... You know, that's something you warn people about. I mean, I was about it, but beans what kind, wait, on what toast. Kind of beans? Like, I don't know, Bush's baked beans? Really? And it was good. Oh. It's like, I thought that was a UK thing, not, you know, whatever, East Coast. And I was, was chill. Cool. Yeah, I got nothing. I eat canned ravioli in the van sometimes. And like, <laughs> I don't know. Food is nice. It's nice when you get a home-cooked meal. It is. My chef well, Boyardee. What is coming up for retirement party? You guys have been out for over a month. You got a couple weeks left. Maybe less than two weeks left now, right? Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing when you get home? New songs, new recordings, future plans for touring. Any other bands y'all are in there are doing stuff? Yeah, so we are going out this fall. We're, we're doing a couple days before Fest uh, with Mom Jeans, Just Friends, and Awake But Still In Bed. Then we're playing Fest. Woohoo! And then we're touring all kind of hitting some run across the U.S. Uh, with those bands. Um this like October ish November, so that'll be cool. Um, I've got uh, I'm going home and for like four days, and then I've got uh, Dunce Cap and Prince Daddy tours coming up. Um, I'll be with Dunce Cap in August, and then the Prince Daddy dates with Remo in September. That's that's no, other everything. stuff. That I'm everything. Doing. I don't know. That's what I have coming up. I don't know. And then we're touring again, yeah, in the fall, like Avery said. I don't know, I'm going home, chilling out. What are you going to do when you get home, Eddie? Sleeping in a bed. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, just back to normal life. 
What's normal life back home? Uh, what do you miss about back home? Well, like, yeah, it's just this, but at home, uh, I just run sound at a venue, so it'll be back to being, like, six shows a week or something. <laughs> so I'm excited for that in my own bed, you know? Yeah, the bed thing is, like, the question. What about upcoming new music? You did just put out an album, but I know a lot of bands, by the time they put out their album, they already got more that's happening. We do not. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, stay tuned. We're figuring that out right now. <laughs> We'll, we'll jam. We'll write more. I've got we've got a little bit of a start on something new, but it'll it'll be a nice collaborative experience when it happens, and we'll 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 write something. Hopefully, good. <laughs> I think it will be awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for talking. Thanks for to having me. us. Thank you. It's gonna be a fun show tonight. Yeah. Stay safe I'm on the rest of your tour. Thank you. Myself and not rely on this reoccurring plot. Maybe I will just admit I'm an asshole. And there you have it. It was so great to talk to Avery and the gang before the show, and I want to give a big thanks to her bandmates, James, Nick, and Eddie, for joining us. Retirement Party's new album, Something Literate, is out now on Counterintuitive Records. You can catch them touring with Mom Jeans and Just Friends this fall. Tickets are already on sale for most of the dates. Now that I'm back in action, we're going to be queuing up some more interviews and some special crossover episodes. You can keep up with the podcast on Facebook or Twitter at Heavy Snacking PC, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Don't forget to check out our interactive map, pinned with all the restaurants discussed on the show. And last but not least, if you have questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email me at heavysnackingpodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for sponsors. If you want to give us some stuff or advertise, <laughs> come back next week.
me. Thank you for listening to the Heavy Snacking Podcast. Tune in next week and keep snacking.